Good afternoon and welcome to Lunchtime Series with me, Kim Brits, powered by leadershipbydesign.co, leading the charge with insights, information, and ultimately effective results. Joining me in today's conversation, we have the wonderful Emma O'Brien. Emma, thank you for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. I'm excited for our chat today. Yes, I've got your I've got your website open here, and uh, and uh, guys, if you want to go and check it out, it's emmaobriancoach.com. Uh, Emma, please tell us what we uh, tell us who you are, because uh, I know that you, you you're in South Africa, but you have the accent. So tell us a bit about you and uh, and what we're going to be chatting about today. So I'm a heart math coach and a Martha Beck trained life coach, and I specialize in helping people get unstuck, get out of overwhelm and create lives and businesses that they love. I'm also a dog photographer, which is what I've been doing for the bulk of my career. The coaching is a bit of a, a switch over the past two years that's been happening. Um, and I have four rescue dogs who I'm hoping are all going to stay quiet for our time together here. <laughs> yes, let's hope. <laughs> uh, it's always, it's always uh, I, I have a, a lot of guests and I'm like, you know, it's, it's part of the remote working uh, uh, family kind of orientation that you have to get used to. Yeah. So, I mean, when we chatted, um, we, you and I, we, we spoke about um, the, you know, what could we, you know, kick off the here with, because this will be one of the first conversations I'm having this year. And, uh, you know, uh, one of the things that you mentioned was midlife crisis and pivoting from that. And, yeah. uh, you know, you, you sw- changing careers, uh, you know, and, and, I mean, you've been a photographer for most of your life and, mm-hmm. you know, you've pivoted and done this. Why do you, you know, from your position and from, you know, doing this and, and being in the position that you are with, with the clients that you have, why do you think this is such a necessary conversation to have? I think because, especially as you get to, to midlife, I just turned 43, um, it, it's, I think often you can feel like you have to be doing the same thing, especially when you get to in your 40s where you should be stable financially, you should be achieving things, you should have all the stuff. And, you know, I've got a daughter who has just started at university. So then you've got kind of financial commitments to pay for. It's an inconvenient time to have a career switch, to be quite honest. Yeah. But I look at it and think we have this one precious life that we're given and it's important to be using it to be of value and of service and to be doing something that really lights you up and kind of fits in with where you're at in life and I imagine there's a lot of people listening who are thinking "Mm, I'd quite like to do something else but I don't know if I can I don't know where to start so I think it's good that we're talking about this today. Yeah I mean and I think what you mentioned right up front is, you know, <laughs> we have this idea that we're supposed to have it together. We're supposed to, uh, you know, I'm I'm 43, I'm 45, I'm, you know, I've reached this age. I should be X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reality of that is that's not always the case. Uh, you know, we pe- people struggle, and and um, when I'm sure you might have the same experience when when I heard about my parents going through midlife crisis, uh, you you kind of look at them going. Yeah, you know, you those old people, right? <laughs> but today, I kind of look at it and I'm going, okay, cool. So I'm I'm in my midlife, um, and what does that mean for me as well? And so many times, I I, I 
I work with leaders and I, you know, I have, you know, my business that runs and there's so many days that I kind of go, man, it's just like, am, am I doing the right thing? Is this really what I should be doing? Yeah. Um, and inevitably, you know, when I'm doing the work, I, I am, I, I love what I do and, I, mm. and I'm really good at what I do and I get really good feedback from it. But I mean, one of the, the, the questions that we have here is, is you speak about the, the way you feel as an indication of, of mm. how your, your life is on track with your mm. life purpose. Mm. Speak about that because I think uh, it's, it's one of the things most people don't understand about, you know, yeah. we understand the purpose. Um, but why, why do you say that the way you feel? Why is that a good indication? I think our somatic uh, stuff is is a really good indicator of what's happening and how happy or not we are. I've worked with clients and um, I do heart math coaching, which is effectively an emotional coherence and regulation technique to calm your nervous system so you can think a bit more clearly. And I think sometimes we don't know that we're stressed until you calm down enough to feel into it and things like stress and anxiety and depression which are so prevalent in our society are indicators that something is off in life Mm. and it can be very easy to just go and have those medicated and don't get me wrong sometimes they need to be but sometimes if you start to listen to them you can kind of ask yourself well why am i feeling anxious where am i what's actually going on for me and we were taught a great tool in the martha beck wayfinder coaching training called the body compass which effectively tunes you into getting in touch with your gut feeling of kind of a yes or a no and it's a it's a great tool to kind of line you up with how with what's happening in your body, which is an indicator of kind of what's happening emotionally, because our bodies tend to pick up stuff before it registers um, in our in our brains. And we got taught this technique and it was wonderful. And then I was cursing it um, as the year progressed last year, because I was thinking, I was going out to do photo shoots and I was thinking, I really don't think I want to be going to do this. And this is really inconvenient to not be wanting to go and do something that I've been doing for two decades but I'm going to choose to listen to this and I'm going to choose to make changes so I don't feel like that but I think we're so out of touch with what's happening in our bodies with our bodies and brains don't talk to each other and it's so important that we get realigned with that aside from the inconvenience of it then telling you you perhaps want to go in a different direction but it's a great indicator of where you are and aren't on track yeah and i mean just from experience you know from a coaching perspective um so many people avoid their emotions right yeah so they avoid it they don't listen to it they kind of have that feeling that off feeling and they kind Mm. of say you know you're getting in the way of what i'm trying to achieve here and it's it's exactly that feeling that that should be paid attention to yeah yeah and if we start to listen to it but I think it's about getting curious about it and saying, okay, mm, I'm feeling off about something I've been doing for a long time. What would I like to be doing instead? What does light me up? And then how can you start to make the changes so you can take yourself into a direction that feels more aligned? Exactly, yeah. So one of the uh, one of the questions that we we also have is around happiness, and we know that happiness, you know, um, uh, 
uh, well, I don't know if everybody knows this, but the happiness doesn't come from an external circumstances, right? So, yes. it's, so the question is, so how do we create happiness for ourselves? I think that's a it's a it's a great question. It's a great discussion point because I think often we chase happiness in getting things. You and I were talking before this session about you'll see a lot of people with fancy cars, especially at midlife. It's like, ooh, I'm going to buy a Porsche because you know it'll make me happy. And you go and you get the thing, and it's exciting picking it, and then you get it, and you go, yeah, it's a comfortable ride, but do I fundamentally feel any different on the inside? No. And, and it's about how do, we, how do we, we, we make ourselves happy? And I think it's understanding what does make you happy. So it'll be, in general, experiences tend to make us happy rather than things. So spending time with people that you, that you love, that you like, Doing work that's fulfilling is super important. We spend a huge amount of our, our lives working. So why, why aren't more people doing work that lights them up? I think it's yeah. this kind of being stuck. Pay, I mean, I understand being stuck paycheck to, to paycheck, but it is possible to shift that. But I think it's about getting in touch with that inner feeling of when do I feel happy? And I know for some people asking the question, when did you last feel happy? The answer might be, I don't know. Hmm. And that's yeah, a tough one. It's really investigating and, and really sitting down and, and asking that difficult question. Um, and I, you know, a, a, another sort of broad term that's been spoken about so many times before is, you know, happiness is an inside job. Mm. Uh, and, and people kind of go, yeah, 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 I'm supposed to sit and meditate. I'm supposed to sit and, you know, find myself. And, um, and the seriousness of that is you are. You, you yeah. are supposed to find yourself. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to find and sit down and kind of go, okay, so what is it? What is it? What, what really does make me happy? Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're really, you know, having that difficult conversation or get yourself a coach to help you unpack yes. that. Exactly. That's, that's the point that you, 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 we essentially, and I, I love that in the information that you sent, where, you know, because midlife crisis sounds so, dire <laughs> but you know the 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 opposite or the 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 other word you used after that was the pivot mm. right so your midlife pivot and i and i think mm. that's probably a really nice um reframe of what your life could actually be so how do i pivot in my life when i got to a certain age and i unpack this happiness thing that i'm talking about and really yeah. you know what does that look like yes um, yeah so it is about pivoting yeah. But I mean, the mindset shifts and work involved for starting a brand new business in, in midlife. Um, do you want to talk about that? Or that <laughs> because, you know, I think I think you're very brave. I think it's uh, you know, people have asked me about coaching and I'm like, don't do it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. Should have come to find you about two years ago. <laughs> no, but I'm like, I, I always recommend that like coaching is great and, and you do. Um, you do see people make decisions and learn and, and do stuff and take action. And they mm-hmm. really do have turnaround events and life changing events. Yep. Happen. But um, that can be just with one client and, you know, finding regular ongoing clients is, is not as, as easy as, as it looks. Yeah. Um, 
and never mind, you know, wanting to find someone who has some life experience, someone who who's been through the mill and mm-hmm. who's got some, you know, setting yourself up with the right coach is also important, right? Yes. Yeah. But it means starting a brand new business and telling us t- tell us more about what that mind shift looks like because <laughs> that's great. So um, I think it's about white knuckling uh, through this. No, it's it's. I think the 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 beauty of coming to it in my early let's call it early forties is I have been running a creative photography business for twenty years, and I remember hearing somebody at a a, a convention I was talking at saying um, that it's not possible to earn a living full-time as a photographer. We all know that photographers have other jobs. And I was thinking, uh, well, (laughs) this one doesn't. So I think coming at it from already having run a successful business, which is not the easiest thing to get off the ground. And it's, you know, I have an established photography business. It ticks over. I'm sure it's much like your coaching practice. When you've got a business that's been in play for a while, it isn't that difficult to retain clients and 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 attract new ones i think the the hard bit is as i see it in my mind is getting the plane down the runway and airborne it's a slog and i think for me it's been taking the question that nags in my mind of what if this doesn't work into well what if this does work and what am i prepared to do to make it work other people make it work i've had a successful business that you know that i'm still running i know i can do it and I've had a look at, reflected back on what did I do with the photography business that I can apply to the coaching business. And a lot of that is kind of jumping in even when you don't feel ready and showing up consistently and knowing that unfortunately it takes quite a lot of showing up before you see the results. And I think a lot of people quit too soon and I think it's getting, I always look at it and think the point at which you're ready to throw in the towel is usually the point at which you just have to go a little bit longer. And I think the other thing is when when I've tried some marketing that hasn't worked is to have a look at it and go, okay, what else? Yeah. What can I do differently? Marketing, is, marketing has changed hugely in the last well, the last two decades, obviously, because when I started my photography business, there was like the internet was only just arriving, and and now it's a whole different ball game. But it's it's experimenting and being curious about it and saying, okay, this didn't work, but maybe I could try it this way. And then having a look at other people who are successful and saying, okay, what are they doing? Um, without copying, but having a look and saying, what are they doing? What strategies are they employing? And how could I apply that in my own way to my business and yeah. I think the the other thing is to is to have a the value of having a coach is having somebody else to work with you to idea bounce to hold you accountable and to kind of support you because it's difficult it's it's a it's a minefield of kind of falling down picking yourself back up again and going again and it does take an awful amount of resilience to to do that so part of me is like, Emma, have you gone completely mad? And then part of me is I know that this will pay off and I will have a business that kind of works around the lifestyle that I want. So, I mean, one of the questions is, is, is why are you shifting careers? Um, and, you know, why is it being? Because uh, what's beautiful about the process is that you have run a successful photography business. So you 
uh, business is business is business, right? And so you know how that runs, and that's great because yep. that that also gives you evidence for yourself and yep. proof to your own mind, kind of going, well, I've done it before, I can do it again. Yeah. And you know, so if you have that strategy in play, and that that's a really good thing. But um, you know, going from because uh, it's pretty it's pretty different. It's it's not even in the same kind of industry. <laughs> it's like completely. So why why the big shift? Yeah, I think there's a a few reasons. The photography is very time intensive and it also means um, a lot of the time going out to go and do photo shoots. So for every photo shoot I do, it's probably really a day's work with the editing and meeting clients afterwards, printing stuff. And I started to have a look at kind of really the financial payoff of that. And Mm. it's an awful lot of work for for I mean I I own a good a good income from it but it's very labor intensive yeah and I've had two decades of working pretty much every weekend and there's a the part of me that screams don't make me go and do this is the part of me that says can I just have a bit of normality could mm. we have a weekend where there's no work happening I think that the, the thing is when you have your own business when you're an entrepreneur you're never not thinking about it and you it's just unfortunately that's the that's what you sign up for but I think there's a difference between thinking about it and worrying about it and to the second part of it really with the shift is my family are in the UK my parents and my daughter are in the UK we lost my stepmom last year and I'm very thank you very aware that there could come a time in the future where one of my parents is unwell and I need to go to the UK for an extended period yeah my photography business will be if I if I'm not there I can't work it it requires me to physically be somewhere and I think with a coaching business it's I need a laptop and an internet connection Mm -hmm. and I can continue to work it gives me that flexibility um that is a quite a source of anxiety for me that I that 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 is going to be something that happens and I need I I wouldn't want to not be able to be there if somebody needed me um so I think there's that aspect and then you know I've I've got 20 years of entrepreneurial experience so I do business coaching for small business coaching as well as life coaching I enjoy helping people shift because I've Mm -hmm. been really stuck in my career I know how awful it is and I know that what's possible on the other side of it so mm. there's you know there's that aspect as well that it's it's a, a means of running a business that's a bit more flexible than something that's you know you physically fixed where you need to be for it and I, I think you know I'm glad that you've shared that with us because it takes us back to the, the first conversation around purpose and and that feeling Mm. You know, it, when that feeling is just so overwhelming that you're kind of going, I just don't want to do this, um, and and really kind of going, you know, can I have, can I do something that doesn't require me to physically have to be there, yeah. and can I do something that I absolutely love doing? Mm-hmm. Can I do something that's that still pays me and I can be anywhere in the world? You know, so there's it becomes a whole value shift and a whole yeah. value system that's changed, and yes. and that narrative. So, I mean, so, so it is a, for you, it is a, a you know, listening to it now, it, it is a beautiful pivot a, mm. instead of crisis. Yes. You know? And it's kind of going, you know, how do I set myself up for better success 
yeah. so that it speaks to making me feel good and and still living in a purpose that I want to be in and yeah. I have my weekends and I have you know so how you unpack it now you know it really makes more sense to why the shift would have happened but I mean yeah. one of the things that you mentioned here is um over, <laughs> overcoming fear of change <laughs> and it's, you know it's a like that's a it's the age old kind of conversation mm-hmm. um but yet we we still we still go through it we still all suffer through going through change yeah. so when, for you uh, you know what was that and and how how is that something that you know you overcame i think i'm still in the process of working through it um it's there's part of me that's really excited about you know a new business and i've i've having shifted out of the oh my god oh my god what if it doesn't work because that's of no use to just sit looping like that so let's you know let's take a step out of that um but it's you know um just getting into the realm of possibility is is a kind of an emotional shift because you know fearing change is a very constricted place and we end up in our fight or flight response when we're trapped in in that thought pattern and nothing useful happens there apart Mm. from worry and worry never got anybody anywhere so I think it's um getting into the the possibility and I prepped very strategically for this upcoming change I made sure I'd banked money and I saved so that I could create a bit of a gap where I don't where where I don't have to take every single photography job on where there was a bit of a financial buffer so I can kind of allow this coaching business to unfold rather than having to stand over it and go you need to make me money now mm-hmm. I think that's that that was because it's it, it easy for somebody listening to this thinking oh great well you know it's all right for for Emma um you know she's just kind of stopping one thing and starting another it's transitioning so the photography will keep going but on a a lesser scale so it has been some planning for this not to be a massive source of stress and anxiety for me financially Mm. um did that answer the question there yeah absolutely and and um but uh, because that sort of leads into you know one of the one of the questions posing that don't create your life around, uh, well, I'll read the questions, creating a business around life goals and not the other way around. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's so, that's the point here is because, you know, when you start, when you do it the other way around, um, you do, you can potentially get stuck in the fear of things and if change ever happened. So how, why do you bring that to, to our attention, creating business around life goals? I think... If I go back to the the losing my stepmom last year, it's it was a big wake up call for me. I had been in hustle mode with my photography business since 2017. Really, I started working with a business coach in 2016 because I had a massive episode of burnout because I was working seven days a week, earning no money, um, doing uh, goodness knows how many photo shoots a week, and I sort of had a moment of what am I doing? Because I'm doing something wrong and I need to change something, but I have no idea what it is. So the business coach was phenomenal to restructure things. And then from that, we restructured things and kind of everything went in a very steep upward trajectory. 
So I'd been hustling a lot and I hadn't really been home much. Um, you know, I was very busy with, with work and I had some great commercial jobs come in and there was always this, ah, there'll always be another time to go home. And then we all know what happened in 2020. So when I stepped off the aeroplane in February 2022 back into the UK when I could finally travel, I hadn't seen my family for three years. And I walked back into a stepmom who was dying of terminal cancer. And I just thought, I have been going about this very wrong because you can earn all the money in the world, but the one thing you cannot buy back is time with people. Yeah. And I looked at that and I thought, I'm, I'm not going to sit in this situation again. And it was starting to have a look at how do I need to run a business so that I do have the flexibility to spend time with my folks. And I, I think that is what's important in life is the people we we share life with. And yet we have to work and we have to earn money. And that's that those are the, the facts of existing as a human here. But it's you have a choice about how you go about doing that. And I think yeah. that's important. Not everybody realizes that. And yes, it can take time. It's taking me time to get into, you know, I've chosen something different. It's going to take time for it to look how I really want it to look. But you have a choice. And and it's about prioritizing what's really important and what and what matters. And and that's I think how you know our work should be centered around that. Absolutely, and I I love that that's you 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 share it in that you know in that thought process because I think a lot of people don't they're they're chasing. Uh, I have a you know I often. <laughs> When I have to do goal setting for myself, I, I, I have a problem with the goal, like the uh -huh. word, you know, because okay. it always seems like really far. Yeah. Um, uh, so I, I always reframe it to, you know, what are, what, are my, my, what are my next steps? What are my, you know, to a different kind of thing. But, uh, but essentially, um, changing, changing your positioning around what it is you actually need. And I think that's, you know, that, that, that's the one lesson COVID really did amplify for everybody is yeah. what is, what is it that you value? Mm. Um, and sitting on this side of COVID, you kind of go, ah, okay, you know, that really spoke to, to my value system in such a big way that, mm -hmm. yes, I value family more than I, than I thought I did. Yeah. I value time with people. I value my time with mm -hmm. people, you know, and, um, and I think it's so important. That's why, you know, the midlife pivot is, is such a, a nice way of putting it because yeah. you then start coming from a position of kind of looking at what is it that you actually want? What is it that you actually feel and mm -hmm. what, what makes you feel good? Mm. You know, and how do you get there on a more regular basis? Yeah. Uh, and what are those steps? And you know, what are the, the tips and techniques and tricks that you can kind of come up with to get you there on a regular basis? Mm. But I mean, if, if, if we were to sum up today and if you leave the audience with some um, insights on you know, how to pivot, how to pivot like you have, <laughs> what do you think <laughs> are, are some of those? Because I mean, like, there are some nice key things that you can take away from this conversation. But like, from your position, like, what is that? What are those tips that you can leave with us today? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's taking a moment to each day, preferably to kind of sit with yourself, whether that's in meditation or journaling, and asking, you know, what is it I want? What is my intention? 
And if you're sitting and you're, you know, with your journal in the morning and thinking, I don't want any of the things that are happening to me. I don't like this at all. What is it you would you would like? What is it you think you would like instead? And another we touched on it before a great question of when was the last time you felt truly deep, deeply, joyfully happy? And if you can identify that, that's very useful to sit. You know, it's, it's a great signpost for what you need to be doing more of in life. And chances are that will be some sort of experience, I think, rather than a thing. So, you know, and if it's, a, if it's an experience, you know, helping people do something, where could you add that into life? And it doesn't necessarily have to mean a career change. You don't have to go all out with, with changing what you do for a living. But it could mean, do I go and do something to help a charity where it, it gives me that, fe- that feeling of, of showing up and feeling good and, and helping somebody? Do I spend more time with family? Do I retrain doing something else in the evening so I can cross over and change careers in three years' time? But I think it's getting in touch with what is it you, you do want. And a great question to, to ask if, if people are sitting and listening to this and going, actually, I don't know what I want, yeah. is if money were no objects and there were no obstacles, what would you do with your time? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and uh, quite clearly for you, that would be like, well, well I, let me help people, right? Let me help people. Yeah. <laughs> and, and also, let me go to Mozambique and swim with humpback whales. I also, that's on my vision board. I also enjoy experiences like that. Another thing that's on my vision board is going gorilla trekking. So I love animals. So for me, it's, it's, it's how can I fit those experiences in which kind of fill my really fill my tank excuse the pun with the water but um yeah it's things like that what 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 is it that would that would light you up um i don't think either of us can hit sit here and say because we're running our own businesses we wake up every day and go yes this is great because it isn't every day but i think (laughs) it's 80 percent of the time it should be good you know there's always going to be challenges in life that's that's the nature of life but it's I think you should be in, you should be content most of the time, not discontent most of the time. I love that. Yes. So Emma, if we have to get hold of you, um, where, what is your website and uh, where do we get hold of you? What's the quickest way to do that? So the website is emmaobriancoach.com. You can email me emma at emmaobriancoach.com and you can find me on Instagram at emmaobriancoach. Drop me a, a DM. Let me know if you've listened. Fantastic. Emma, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for being here. And guys, um, I will put all the links in the description box below. Uh, thanks for, for sharing some insights with us on pivoting our midlife and, uh, and what to do about it. Thanks, thanks for joining me and uh, I'll chat to you soon. Thanks for having me. Cheers for now.